You like that? You like that? I love that. I don't just like that. I love that. For the first time since the You Like That game, brought to you by Kirk Cousins back in 2015 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Washington football team overcame a 17-point deficit to beat the Philadelphia Eagles 27-17. to The Washington football team is 1-0, and 1-0 all-time as the Washington football team. What a win. And if I could use one word to describe it, heart. After all this team has been through this offseason, with article after article coming out from the Washington Post, from Ron Rivera getting cancer, to the questions surrounding Dwayne Haskins as a leader and as a QB1, including from me early on, absolutely including me, all the different elements that created this storm in Washington and one of the biggest offseason storms we've ever seen, they showed heart. And it was a beautiful thing to see. Welcome to another episode of District Divided. I am your host, Amit Singh. If you like the show, please follow it on Twitter, at District Divided, and on Instagram, at District Divided. And then on Facebook, there's a page and group called District Divided, so please follow the show there. Today's episode, we're just talking about this game. Because the amount of heart shown, I have never seen that. At least that level of heart from this Washington team. And let's talk about the symmetry of the situation. Last year, we go into Philadelphia and we go up 17-0 in a hurry. And we end up losing that game. This year, we go down 17-0 in a hurry. And we end up winning the game. 27-17. And it was especially sweet because it was against Philadelphia. Those Eagles fans were so smug entering the game. No Miles Sanders, no problem. No Derek Barnett, no problem. No Lane Johnson, no problem. We're just playing against Washington. It's no big deal. Carson Wentz is undefeated against them. We don't need these guys. We could roll in with scrubs. It doesn't matter. We're playing Washington. Let's save those three for games that matter. Well, guess what? Your season is nearly over. And we're going to get to that in a bit. But let's talk about this game from start to finish. We could not have started any worse. <laughs> so early on, those Eagles fans looked to be right. Carson Wentz was on fire to start the game. And on their opening drive, it ended with a touchdown to Zach Ertz in the back of the end zone. And it was just like, oh boy. We'd heard about this D-line being really good for us, and they didn't get any pressure on the guy. No pressure on Carson Wentz. And we talked about Dwayne Haskins and this offense and clicking. And yes, it's a new system, but they're clicking and, you know, they're making significant progress. It looked like just classic training camp talk. Because the offense looked horrible on their opening drive and in their ensuing possessions. So we go down 7-0. Then after one, we're down 10-0. Then Dallas Goddard catches a touchdown, the other Philly tight end 
who I believe had 101 yards and a touchdown. So we were just getting gashed. So that's 17-0 at the two-minute warning. And then on first and 10 with a minute 37 to go, a spark of life. Carson Wentz throws a ball wide left, and Fabian Moreau comes up with the interception. And that was just the break this team needed. From there, Dwayne Haskins got into a two-minute offense, and that was his best drive of the game. He looked fantastic. Nothing but three-step drops, a bit in the gun, boom, boom, boom. Ball was always out of his hands under two seconds. That defensive line of Phillies with Brandon Graham, Malik Jackson, they couldn't get to him. And it resulted in a touchdown to Logan Thomas, new boy Logan Thomas, who gets a touchdown on his Washington football team debut. So we go down 17-7 to at the break. But it was such a deflating first half overall, right? I mean, there was that third and 22 to Jalen Rager that ended up going for 55 yards, and it just felt like same old, same old. But at halftime, something special happened, as it turns out. While Ron Rivera is getting his IV at halftime for cancer, right? He's getting treated for it. Dwayne Haskins apparently stepped up and gave one hell of a speech, and it showed. Because guess how many yards the Philadelphia Eagles had in seven drives in the second half? If you guessed under 100, you'd be right. If you guessed under 90, you would be right. If you guessed 80, you'd be exactly right. 80 yards in seven drives. Well, they technically had 95, but that last one was at 29 seconds left, and they were already down 10. The game was over. 80 yards is what this defense allowed in the second half. They were fired up. Absolutely fired up. Eight sacks for that defense. John Allen got a sack. Montez Sweat got a sack. Ryan Kerrigan, two sacks. And he stepped up when Chase Young was jumping offside early on in the game because he was getting bit by the snap count. Those hard counts by Carson Wentz were getting Chase Young. But Chase Young was a monster as well. Chase Young was an absolute monster and it showed. And I loved watching him play. The spin moves he put on, the power moves he put on, the force fumble he had. I thought he had two force fumbles, honestly. One got credited to Deron Payne, had a sack as well. That D-line was as advertised against this Philadelphia O-line. And it was banged up, right? So we saw probably close to the ceiling. Eight sacks isn't going to happen every week. But man, are they going to be fun to watch this season. So the defense stepped up. Dwayne Haskins, after just having a Horrible, and I mean horrible first half overall, where he went 7 of 16 for 77 yards. He had that score, but 7 of 16 isn't going to cut it. That's 44% completion. In the second half, 10 of 15, 101 yards. No touchdown, but he led some beautiful drives. Led some absolutely beautiful drives, resulting in two Peyton Barber touchdowns. So, Three touchdowns total, all for new boys, two for Peyton Barber, one for Logan Thomas. And it ends up being a 27-17 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. And again, it was sweet because they were so 
full of themselves going into this game. They had zero doubts in their mind that they were going to win the game. To the point where I do think they probably could have played some of those guys, the Miles Sanders, Derek Barnett, Lane Johnson, etc. But they decided against it. They were like, you know what? I'd rather save them. I do think it was smug. And it bit them. It bit them in the ass. What a game. What a game. To come down from 17 down. This was so much better than the You Like That game, by the way. So much better. Because, yes, while that one was emotionally charged and, you know, we end up going to the playoffs because of that Kirk Cousins comeback. This is against our hated rivals. This is against the Philadelphia Eagles. And here's the best part. When you look at the Eagles schedule, it is brutal. They were banking on two wins against us. Up next, if that O-line doesn't get any better, guess what? They got Aaron Donald next. They got the Rams coming to them. And then they get the Bengals, so you could see them at one and two. But then they go to San Francisco, where that D-line is ferocious, and that overall defense is ferocious. And then they go to Pittsburgh, and if Ben Roethlisberger is healthy, it is entirely possible that the Philadelphia Eagles start one and five. Because after that Steelers game, guess what? Lamar Jackson is going to be right there waiting for them potentially one and five that is the damage we've done to them and the non-common opponents their nfc north opponent this year and nfc south opponent this year the green bay packers and by the way aaron Rodgers is elite i don't think there are any questions about that but if there are just peep his stat line from yesterday 32 of 44 364 yards four touchdowns does he need weapons he is the weapon aaron Rodgers is a bad man Stephen A. Smith was on that one. He is a bad man. Minnesota knows. You can ask them. And their NFC South opponent? They looked pretty decent yesterday. New Orleans Saints. So that's potentially seven losses right there. And they still need to play the Seahawks. They still need to play the Cardinals. They still need to play the Cowboys, of course, who I think are the leaders in the division. Right now they're not. Thank you, LA Rams. But I think they're the favorites in the division. So the Eagles need to start playing really, really well already. Because they really, really needed yesterday's win. And we got it. And we got it. You could not be any prouder of this team. Dwayne Haskins showing leadership. The defense showing they can put the team on their back. And they're going to need to. This is still a rebuilding team. They're going to need to. But this season is ultimately about Dwayne Haskins. How is he going to progress as a leader? How is he going to progress as a quarterback? And how are we going to do offensively? Because the defense, at least that line looks good. The backers look okay. The secondary was much better as the game progressed. There is no Kendall Fuller, so we'll be getting him back, which is also huge. It'd be great to have him back with Moreau and Moreland. Landon Collins playing at the safety position as well. Troy Apke had a bit of a rough debut, but or not debut, season debut, excuse me. But I think he'll be fine as well. Huge, huge win 
for your Washington football team. Nothing more to be said there. I just loved the heart they showed. Up next, they go to Arizona, and that's going to be a hard game. Kyler Murray looked really, really good against the San Francisco 49ers that we had mentioned on Philly's schedule. That's going to be a really hard game. DeAndre Hopkins has fit in perfectly, just like a glove. Man, that team's going to be scary this year. So we'll see what happens there. And I'll be coming out with a preview for that on Friday. But what a win. I would be curious as to who you guys have as your player of the game. For me, I mean, you give the game ball to the D-line for sure. But I honestly would give it to Fabian Moreau just for jump-starting that comeback. If he doesn't have that interception, the game is over because the Eagles probably drive down. At the very least, they take the time off the clock and it's 17-0 at halftime with the Eagles receiving the ball in the second half. But instead, it's 17-7 with a glimmer of hope and the Washington football team took full advantage of that. What a win. I, oh man, wow. Just wow. We'll see what the Giants do tonight. They got the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see how Ben Roethlisberger looks for them. But we have the potential to be the sole first place team in the NFC East if the Giants do not win. And even if the Giants do win, if they do somehow beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, we have that Division W as a feather in our cap to put us in first on a tiebreaker already. Again, up next, we have the Cardinals. Then we've got at Cleveland. They look terrible against the Baltimore Ravens. They looked horrible. A lot of teams will look horrible against the Baltimore Ravens, by the way. And speaking of the Ravens, we've got them right after. Tough start to the season for the Washington football team, but made oh so sweet by the win against the Philadelphia Eagles. Once again, 27-17. to The run game didn't even get going, really. But they kept pushing. Peyton Barber kept pushing. Antonio Gibson kept pushing. J.D. McKissick pushing. Loved it. Loved the heart. Ron Rivera, thank you for being our coach. This was not a desired job. Just thank you so, so much for choosing to be the head coach of this team because we probably didn't deserve it, but you are the perfect fit for this team. And thank you so, so much for taking the job. One other note, congratulations to Ryan Kerrigan, who is now the franchise sacks leader. Is he getting a bit older? Of course. But he showed yesterday why you need that veteran leadership. He also helped spark that D-line into the wonderful performance that they had. So shout out Ryan Kerrigan for his excellent performance yesterday. Once again, the Eagles are 0-1 and they've got a brutal schedule the rest of the way. You could even argue their season's close to done already. They really needed a win in week one, believe it or not. I hope you all enjoy your week because that game, from an emotional roller coaster ride perspective, could not have gone any better. And just the symmetry of life. Again, we go up 17-0 there last year and lose. This year, they go up 17-0 here and we win. And honestly, no fans probably helped us. Because I know when the Eagles come to town, they travel so well. I actually think we lose the game if there are fans there. 
at FedEx Field, of all places. And those are my thoughts of the game. So thank you all for listening to this week's episode of District Divided. Are there other things going on? Yes, DC United, they look terrible. They look absolutely terrible. They've only won one game this season. Nothing to write home about. I just don't even have the energy to recap you guys on that stuff. We beat the New York Red Bulls 1-0 on a late winner some time back, and then the Red Bulls came around and beat us 2-0. Nothing fun to report there. Um, The Washington Nationals, win some, lose some. Been involved with the Braves a bunch. Hashtag prayers for Barkley worked. He is a Nats fan, although my girlfriend is contesting that. But, yeah, I mean, from a sports perspective... What else do people want to listen to right now than the Washington football team winning that game yesterday? I am so excited to see what happens against the Arizona Cardinals. Expecting nothing, but hoping. I spent my whole damn life in the city. Anywhere I go, DC's coming with me. I spent my whole damn life in the city.